Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Them Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. Alia, hi and welcome to the NDA PMU podcast. Hi, um, it's nice to meet you. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So before we kick off with your chosen topic, let's hear a bit about you. Do you want to tell us where you work, what you do there, and maybe what what you did beforehand? Yeah, so I am a copywriter at Amazon. Um, So I'm basically just a creative and I help them with their marketing and their advertising. Before that, um, I was on a few courses just to try and learn about the industry in general. Um, I've done an article based on like getting into the industry and how it is for juniors and before that I was teaching in China which is fun. (laughs) Wow really interesting fantastic so your chosen topic is kind of intriguing the language of brands Mm -hmm. and what you was to be asked and I think I I love this question so I don't totally get it myself which makes it much more interesting to ask so what's the role of apologies within brand language why is it important to get it right so What does that mean exactly? Yeah, so um, with brand language, it's all about how you communicate with your your customer, with your targeted audience. And I think the role of apologies is so important because it's not only a way for a brand to kind of right their wrongs if they have any mishaps, but it's a way for them to connect with their um, customers in the realm outside of selling. So it's a chance for them to be kind of really sincere with the customers and really show what their ethos and what their moral is in certain stances within... um, their industry um it's obviously it's quite a hard thing to do to apologize you're immediately saying you've done something wrong which many brands don't want to do so how do you how do you do it and get it get it right it is hard to apologize and I think everyone has to learn at um, a certain stage I think for brands it's very similar to how we apologize to each other I think understanding who your customer is and then also understanding all the layers within an apology. So for example, there's this um, theory about the five languages of love. There's also the five languages of an apology. Um, What they are expressing regret, accepting responsibility, repenting, um, showing them how they're going to um, make a restitute next time. And so what they're going to do better. And then also requesting for forgiveness. I think the two most important things for a brand is accepting responsibility and showing how they will do better next time. Because um, I think it, there's a power exchange when you do apologise to a customer. You have to offer both your condolences, but then also realising that you were the perpetrator of the issue and I'm making them understand that you know your role in this issue for them. And I think that's probably one of the most important things. Also being very specific about what the issue was that has caused this offence towards the customer. For example, I don't know if you know, Shea Moisture, it's a hair care brand. A few years ago, they um, had a big issue where their whole ethos is around black women and creating hair care for curly hair. And they decided to change their branding towards um, and their targeting towards different different people who maybe weren't their target audience so when there was an issue about representation they weren't specific enough that this is an issue that is specifically towards black women they try to kind of give a whole blanket statement and I think being very generic like I was saying is the core issue there. I liked as well you talked about one of the the levels was forgiveness Mm -hmm. asking for forgiveness which obviously in our 
personal relationship we do we want you know our friends or our you know wife to forgive us and does that play a role do you think in brands how brands uh, apologize yes. to customers um yeah i definitely do because like i said before it's the idea of a power exchange so when you ask for forgiveness you put the power back into the person who has been or the victim or the person who has been offended and so it's a case of now you're leaving it up to the decision of the customer who can evaluate what you said how things have played out and like really take back that power that maybe they feel that they have lost with um, whatever issue had been caused in the first place okay now let's talk about how how the mechanics of apology because obviously social <laughs> media has made things very different social media sort of made most things pretty transparent mm. the relationship between brand and customer so how how can brands use social media to ensure they get this right because again we see brands all the time getting it wrong on social media, yeah. you know, letting themselves down, customers attacking them, social media backlash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So how can brands get apologies right on social, do you think? I think social media has made such a big impact on the way brands speak and especially for the way they apologise. Now, it's the degree of separation between a brand and their customer is so small now, it's like wafer thin. And so the way that they talk to their customer has to change, including with apologies. So you have to be much more personal. Like I was saying, you have to be much more precise. You have to talk specifically to the offended party. It can't just be a blanket statement in the way that you would sell something to everyone. You have offended this specific group. Um, and so you have to talk to this specific group. You have to make them aware that you understand X, Y, Z that you have done wrong and the cause and effect it has. So I think, yeah, being very um, specific and targeted towards who you're apologizing and what you're apologizing for will show the sincerity of any brand apology okay but what about recompense as well because obviously you know brands have a financial transactional relationship with their customers so a different relationship between uh we have with our friends and our family um so what what role does recompense play in terms of if the brand lied to me am i right to expect something back in terms of a discount off your purchases or, or that sort of thing what role does that play do you think i think it does play a, a very important role obviously brands everything it's all transactional i don't know if you remember recently during the pandemic um i think it was debenhams or or um top top shop they had lots of vouchers that people had been saving up that they couldn't they could no longer use um and so that caused a massive uproar it caused a lot of distrust within a company and their and their customers because at the end of the day um a customer's money is just as valuable to them as it is a brand's money it's you know their money um so i think holding yourself responsible in terms of um monetary responsibility is something that i think should be first and foremost transparent and um, open with them and it just builds again trust between the brand and the customer fantastic thanks so much let's move on to something else i wouldn't mind having a quick chat about um, you, you know you said you wrote an article recently about being a genie in the industry so i want to get your thoughts generally on how you found it over the last 18 months i've just been talking to someone else um, about the idea of, of networking how that how that's changed you know and people in junior or slightly more junior positions how they'll how they'll feel to go back to the real world so What's your experience been in this industry, you know, over the last strange 18 months? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been really interesting because I entered this industry in a lockdown. So even when I was doing all my courses to learn, all of that was within a lockdown. So I kind of have a very almost one sided perception of it all. Um, I think it's been as is with every kind of job hunting or getting it. It's been hard. But I think I've met a lot of um 
amazing people on the way. I think the learning curve of doing things online and connecting with people online, especially within a creative industry where we bounce off of each other, has been something that you need to almost work harder for because when you're on a Zoom call, let's say if your cameras are off, the silence is so much louder, you know, than if you were just in a room all together. Um, so I think being able to almost be comfortable in your own space and I guess almost having the time to think on your own in your own room without other people around you and then bringing that to the table and knowing that bringing that to the table is so much more of an impact than if you were just in a room bouncing off of each other. Um, I would say that's the biggest kind of learning curve I've had. How have you found in terms of the, the tools and technologies out there from there where you should do that? And I think it's interesting you say, you know, you've got space to think about your ideas before you start to discuss them with other people. It's interesting. So what have you found the different, let's say, different sort of technology tools and from Slack or anything out there that's made it easier for you? I think you can really see a difference when someone is tech savvy and when someone's not. I think in presenting, you know, somebody who reads off of a slide versus someone who knows how to use the text so that they can make it more interactive plays such a big difference. It's the same way if you hand out a sheet versus if you just say everything on the whiteboard. And then even, um, you know, breakout rooms, stuff like that, all, all these um, added extra things really kind of, it's just the diversity of a learning situation, I guess you could say, that really impact um, how much you can create and how much you can get out of what you give in. Fantastic. Let's end, let's end on, a, on a tip. I always like to get tips from people. You've done it. You know, you've entered the industry during during lockdown. Um, we're coming out of the pandemic, but it's still sort of hanging on. So, what would be your your advice to someone about to follow in your footsteps and enter the industry now, when we're still sort of partially locked down? As an advice for someone who's entering the industry in a lockdown, or as we well, well, at the moment, if they're entering it now, I guess yeah. it's kind of still the same situation. What would be your advice? Um, my advice would be to understand that other people are not judging you. Um, I feel like because we're on the camera, you feel like everyone's staring at you. Maybe you feel just extra like you're on the stage. And um, that's definitely not the case. And I would also say do as many things as you need to feel comfortable in this strange environment that you may feel that you're in. Holly, that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Well, look, it's been great to chat to you. Really quite, I mean, I found it really, really fascinating. And it's something I hadn't really thought of before. How, how to apologise as a brand effectively. Thank you so much. It's been great spending time with you. Yeah, it was lovely to talk to you, sir. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.